Lord, Lord, we ask that you give utterance. Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit will give understanding to our hearts. Lord, that Jesus be glorified even at this time. Thank you, Father, for empowering your word and making it easy to be spoken and easy to be understood. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you still happy to be in the house? Glory to God. This is the first Sunday in the month of May, and the month of May is, has many things for us. And today also being the first Sunday in the month is also our anointing service. And so there are so many things. As I said at the beginning, this month is our, actually our anniversary month. Because it was in the month of May that we first had our first Sunday service in year 2013. Praise God. So how many years are we supposed to be now? You can tell me. 2013 to now, how many years? Eight years. Praise God. And eight is the beginning of a new... Beginning what? Eight is the number of a new beginning. Number of what? So we are beginning again. Come on, say we are beginning again. We are beginning again. Eight is the number of a new beginning. Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning also, as I said, this month, May, people say that the fifth month of the year, the number five, is the what? Number of what? Grace. So we are actually born in the month of grace. We are born in the month of grace. Hallelujah. We are born in the month of what? Grace. So grace is our name, incidentally. Praise God. Grace is our name. But grace is not just our name. You will see. This morning we're going to talk about how to maximize grace. How to do what? How to maximize grace. And we're going to take our scripture reading from the book of Ephesians, chapter number four. And um, I'll read a few things and then we'll see how to maximize grace. Praise God. Ephesians chapter number four. Are we there? Okay, let's read from verse. verse let's, let's, let me just read from verse one so we can get the background of what's going on here. Paul said, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness. And meekness with long suffering for bearing one another in love. Verse 3. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. My focus is on verse 4 to 7. Now verse 4 says, There is one body, one spirit. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Praise God. Who is also? Who is above all and through all and in you all. Praise God. And verse 7 says, which is our key verse. It says, but unto every one of us is given what? Grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, there is sevenfold unity that God wants us to maintain. He says, there is one body, hmm? one spirit, there's one Holy Spirit. There's one body of Christ. Are we together? Whether they are Anglican, whether they are Roman Catholic, whether they are Presbyterian, whether they are Mountain of Fire, there's only one, only one what? How many bodies do we have? We have seven bodies. <laughs> we have one, one hope. One Lord, one word, faith, one baptism. Now, you say one baptism. Is it only one baptism? Remember I taught you about baptism. Say there are seven baptisms in Bible, and that three of them are for us. But when it says one baptism, which one baptism do you think you're talking about? The one that brings us into Christ. Praise God. Now, one baptism, one God, who is the father of all, who is in you all, and who walks through all of you. Praise God. Even though we are one body, we are one this, one this, yet, verse 7 is important to us. Yet, everybody put your eye on verse 7. Put your eye on verse 7. Put your eye. Put your eye on verse 7. Put your eye on verse 7. He said, but. Everybody say, but. Even though we are one body, even though we have one spirit, even though we have one Lord, even though there's one faith, but unto every one of us is given what? Grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. Praise God. So every child of God is graced. That's why our, our name is called Graced Family Chapel. You are graced. Praise God. You're already given. I've been given to you. Praise God. You are what? Graced. Grace has been given to you of God. According to the gift of God that's upon your life. So nobody is graceless. What does I say? Say nobody is graceless. Say I am not graceless. That means everybody. Okay, let me put it there. Nobody is what? That means everybody has what? Has the grace of God upon their life, okay? Hmm? Everybody has the grace of God upon their what? So do you have the grace of God on your life? Are you sure? Are you sure you have the grace of God on your life? So everybody is what? Graced. Nobody is graceless. Say, I am not graceless. I am full of grace. I have the grace of God in my life. Praise God. Now, it says, nobody is what? Graceless. Everyone carries grace. 
Now, what is grace? We have defined it to us before. What is grace? What is grace? Ability to do what you cannot do. Eh? Uh huh. Good. Grace is God's ability given to us to do what we cannot do on ourselves or by ourselves or by our own strength. That is grace. Praise God. God's ability given to us to do what we cannot do by our own strength. That means God has given everybody a certain measure of grace to do certain things for him. Praise God. Good. Now, grace is what is given to you. Now, this grace has been given to you. What do you do with grace? Somebody gives you money. So what do you do with it? God has given you grace. So what are you going to do with the grace? Now, Paul, the apostle, warns against frustrating the grace of God or suffocating the grace of God or underutilizing the grace of God. Open your Bible to Galatians chapter number 2 verse 21. Paul warned Christians, believers, against what? Chapter number 2 verse 21. He warned you against what? Underutilizing, suffocating, and frustrating the grace of God. Ma Galatians chapter 2 verse 24, 21. Look at what it says. Is anybody there? Yes. He said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. That means he can frustrate it if he wants to. Hmm? I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. But it's not this part. The most important say, I do not do what? Frustrate. So it is possible to frustrate the grace of God. God has given you grace. So what are you doing with it? Are you there? It's Galatians chapter 2. Now you can be full of grace. Now you can fall out of grace. And you can fall from grace. Have you heard a statement that says from grace to grass? Have you heard that, that thing before? From grace to... That means somebody was up and suddenly he came. He was up and he came. So somebody can fall from grace. Abi? Are you sure? Okay, let's check Galatians 5 4. The same Galatians 5 4. Let's see what it says. Galatians 5 4. Remember, we are talking about maximizing or how to maximize the grace of God that is upon your life. The grace has been given to you. Galatians 5 4. What does it say? It says, Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law. Ye are falling from grace. So somebody can fall from grace. May you not fall from grace in Jesus' name. So somebody can do something that will make him to fall from the grace that God has given to him. Somebody can also fall out of grace. You can also do what? Fall out of grace. Let's take a look at it in the Bible where it is true. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15. You can fall from grace. You can also fall out of grace. 15, chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 15. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15. What, what does it say? 
Is anybody there? Uh -huh. Good. You can fall. Is it? Is it? Lest any man looking diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God. It is possible to fall out of the grace if you're not careful. If you don't take steps to maintain what God has given to you, nothing remains the same. If you don't hold on to it, then you can fall out of grace. Now, fall out of grace doesn't mean that you'll not be a Christian again. It means you'll not be able to, that ability has given to you, you'll not be able to use it completely and accomplish its purpose for you. That's what it means. Praise God. It doesn't mean that you'll not be a child of God again. It means that the ability he has given to you, okay, you will not be able to use it and to accomplish results. Praise God. Because why does he give it to you? So that he can do something. Hallelujah. Now, how do we maximize grace? How do we maximize grace? Three things. How do we maximize grace? The grace of God that has appeared unto everyone. How do you maximize the grace? Say to all of us, every one of us is given the grace. A measure of grace according to the gift of Christ. So how do you maximize grace? Number one. How do you maximize grace? Maximize. How do you maximize grace? Number one. You can tell me. Number one. You activate grace through prayers. First of all, you activate it. Hmm? Before you can do, you have to what? I might want to start a motor. Now, what do you do? You, you do what? You kick the, you kick start, Abby, to. For it to have energy, you begin to warm up, begin to warm up, begin to warm up. I mean, it's not how you start. It's the same thing. To act, first of all, you activate grace. Activate grace through what? Through prayers. You activate grace through what? You are, the grace is already given to you, okay? You're carrying it all over the place. But how do you activate? Just like that car that's there now. Can we move the car except we kick it? You can't. So how do you activate grace? By prayer. Open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. Ephesians 5 18. You activate grace by what? Prayers. You there? 5 verse 18. What does it say? No, 6.18, sorry. Ephesians 6.18. Ephesians 6.18. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Praying all what? Praying with always with all prayer and supplication. Praying, you know what Bible says, men always ought to do what? Pray. As you're praying, the book of Jesus says, how do you say that we should pray? In the spirit. Pray in the spirit. As you're praying, 
both in understanding, both in the spirit, you are activating the grace of God that's in the inside of you. You pray in the spirit. You pray in the Holy Ghost. You pray in understanding. You are activating the power, the grace that's in you. And you begin to see yourself doing all kinds of things. So this month of grace, we are going to, this month of May, we are going to reactivate the grace that's already given to us. Praise God. We're going to do what? Reactivate the grace that has already been given to us through what? Prayer. Through what? Through what? Number two, you grow grace. When you activate it, you grow it. You grow grace through knowledge. You grow what? Grace. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 13. Second Peter 3.18. You grow grace. Praise God. You grow what? Grace. 2 Peter 3.18. Number two thing you do, you grow. Where you can start it? You grow grace or you grow in grace. You grow grace. By what? Through what? You grow in grace through what? The knowledge of what? Our Lord Jesus Christ. The more you know him, the more the grace of God in your life increases. Because he's actually the great. The Bible says, full of grace. He appeared unto us. Full of what? Grace and truth. So the more you spend time knowing him, the more the grace of God in your life will grow. Praise God. Number three thing, how you activate grace, how you maximize grace, is that you multiply grace. Something must, when you grow, what does it need to do? You multiply. Multiply. How do you multiply grace? Still through knowledge. Multiply grace. Through what? You multiply grace also through what? knowledge now you check your scripture for that is um, 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 2 2nd Peter grace and what Applied unto you through the knowledge, through knowledge, through the knowledge of who? Of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. Grace is multiplied unto us through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. The more you know Him by listening to His Word, reading His Word, interacting with those who know Him the more the grace of God begins to multiply. First it grows, then it multiplies. First it grows, then it does what? Multiply. But you activate it through what? Prayers. Finally, you make grace to produce results. How? You now make grace to do what? Produce results. Grace is supposed to produce results. How do you make it to produce results? Number four.
you make grace to produce results to produce results through what? through what? who can tell me? you make grace to produce results through what? through knowledge, through knowledge. no? no? You to make grace. to produce result through what? Grace. No. Prayer. No. The key. No. God. Through works. Through works. Through works. You make grace to produce result through what? Works. You have to work it. Bishop Benjamin used to tell us that. Prophecy does not fulfill itself. You have to walk it. You have to walk prophecy for it to produce results. So what do you do with grace? You walk with grace. You put it to work. Grace is not an excuse for laziness. Praise God. It's the grace of God. When you say that, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. It's what? So when you ask to say by God's grace, and the person will be lazy. Not it was supposed that is foolishness. Now open your Bible to first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. It says you you put grace to work by by making produce results by work and labor. First Corinthians 15, verse 10. Let's see how many times Paul talked about grace here. Uh -huh. What I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was not in vain, mm -hmm. but I labored uh -huh. more abundantly mm -hmm. than they all. Mm -hmm. not, yet. Yet, not I. I. Yet, not I. But, but the, the grace of God, God which was with me. Now listen, the grace is mentioned three times in this place. Say, but the grace of God, you say, I am what I am by the grace of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. You are what? I am what I am by the grace of God. Now listen. He said, and his grace that was given to me, that is the grace that was given to me, what did it make me to do? It was not in vain because some people's grace have become vain. They have the grace of God but they are not using it. So that vain, grace has become vain. Everyone is graced. But not everyone maximizes the grace of God upon their lives. And Paul said, what do I do with grace? I labored more abundantly. So grace it commands you or demands you to labor and to work. Praise God. Grace makes you what? Makes you to labor. You see, you're not saved by grace, but grace makes you to labor. And this labor is not labor so you'll be saved. Is laboring to be able to produce results for the person that has given you grace. Do you get it now? Paul said, yet it is not me. It is the grace of God which was with me. So the same way Paul had grace is the same way you had grace. The same way Paul had grace, that's the same way Peter had grace. Um, Apostle Joseph, Apostle John, Apostle whatever. Everyone had the grace. Remember we said, every God has given everyone a measure of what? 
A measure of what? Now, but what made Paul different? Because he said, I labored more abundantly. How many of you are ready to labor? If we say work and I say you're tired. Work is I'm tired. They say some lazy bones, but work, they say I'm tired. Grace makes it what? <laughs> Grace does what? Makes you to labor. God has given all of us, praise God. God has given all of us all that we need in life and godliness. The Bible says, for the grace of God has given unto us all that we need for life and what? Godliness. Through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. But we have to labor. We have to labor to bring into reality the thing that has been given to us. Praise God. God has given us a great church. Great Family Chapel is a great church. What did I say? What did I say it is? It's a great church. But we have to labor to have it given to us. What God has given to us, we have to labor to have it. That's God's process. He has given it to us, but we have to labor. He has given it in the spirit, but we have to labor to have it in the physical. Praise God. God has given us everything. God has also given you a great life. Say, I have a great life. Say, I have a great life. But you have to labor to make it real. You have to labor to make it what? You can die with great potential. You can die with great gifts. You can die with great talents. If you don't work it, it will not work. What did I say? If you don't work it, it will not work. If you don't work it, it will not work. You need to work grace for grace to work for you. Say after me. You need to work grace for grace to work for you. If you don't work it, grace will be there sleeping. Grace empowers you to labor and to work hard. Grace does not approve of what? Laziness. Grace does not do what? Approve of what? Laziness. Anybody who you see is lazy, they say, by the grace of God, I will do it. Watch it. See how, we be, how you get it. We want to break the law. By the grace of God. So I pray that you wake up to activate the grace of God in your life through prayers. That you grow the grace and multiply the grace of God upon your life through what? Knowledge. That's why God said, my people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. They are not living up to their potential for lack of what? Knowledge. And may you produce results with your life through the grace that God has given to you as you begin to work, as you begin to labor diligently, as you begin to labor what? Diligently. As you begin to work what? Diligently. Remember, remember the Bible said, the hand of the diligent shall be, do what? Be a rule. The hand of the diligent shall be a rule. If you want to lead, if you want to be a leader, your hand must, must you must labor, you must work. We just read in, 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 in um, where do we read? Just read in um, Psalm 144. It says, I will bless the Lord who does what? Who teaches my hands to 
war and my fingers to do what? Fight. Now strain your hands to walk. Diligent walk. Diligent walk. As you begin to walk diligently, you will see your life producing results. May your life produce results that can be testified about. May your life become a testimony that other people say, I want to be like him. By the reason of diligent work, in the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe you are listening and say, ah, what can I do to be part of this thing? The Bible says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. And teaching us to say no to unrighteousness and ungodliness. If you are not born again and you are listening to this message, I want you to know that that grace is available to you. Amen. You can receive that grace. Jesus is grace manifest. You can say, Lord Jesus, I can't make it on my own. I need you for a life of fullness. I want you to come into my heart. Give me the power to live for the child of God. Say, as many as receive him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. And it is those who are the sons of God that receive grace to live the life of God. I pray for you. May the grace that brings salvation appear to you. And may you be bold to receive that salvation today. That your life may transform in Jesus' mighty name. Let me hear a lighter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God.